Hey, happy day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving! Hey! Even though it's the weirdest year ever and nothing is normal, but that's okay. We're all here, alive, and going to eat some turkey. I'm kind of hoping that as you're listening to this podcast right now, maybe we are providing some sort of escape. If you did have family over this year and you're already getting tired of your drunkle telling old war stories or something like that, or they're, or they're talking politics. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I was actually saying that, you know, think about it, there are... We love our families. I love hanging out with my family. Sure. So it's all good in our world. But I know that's not the case for everybody. So there's got to be some people out there right now going, mm. oh, that's just too bad. We can't hang out with family this year. Yeah. Darn. They've, I, there are some people who have been on social media for the last eight months going, COVID is stupid. COVID is a hoax. COVID is a conspiracy. And then it's like, well, hey, it's time to go visit your in-laws for Thanksgiving. Ooh, better not do it. You know, I'm just a little concerned about my health and safety. A little <laughs> risky. A little risky. <laughs> Yeah, this that's is working so awesome. to someone's advantage, I can tell. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. You know what's uh, funny too? I said we're all going to eat turkey. We're not even eating turkey. This year is so weird, we're having filet. <laughs> and I don't even know why. My, I do know why. My husband doesn't love the meal. He doesn't love the traditional Thanksgiving meal. I do. I think it's great. But I could do without all the sides, if I'm being honest with you. I, really? I could do without the... Uh, I mean, I like cranberry sauce, but I could do without the green bean casserole and the hot garbage. We had, a, we had something from Brett Young. Uh, we had a clip from him on the show the other day, and he said that all he needs is like the turkey and the mashed potatoes, and he's good. And I'm right there with him. I don't need all that other side nonsense. How about Tim McGraw said all he needs is peas and cornbread? Gross. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, peas are fine. I'm not saying, actually, cornbread's not really my thing, but to each their own. I understand why people like it, but like, you don't need a slice of bird, but you need peas and cornbread. No wonder he's so skinny. My favorite thing of all, though, something I posted on my Instagram story. Jenny Matthews on air, if you're so inclined to follow. Plug. Uh, pretty excited about making a huge Thanksgiving feast so my daughter can eat a roll. That is so incredibly true. I have the pickiest child in the world. Is I that, mean, she eats like five different things, and that's about it. So was, literally, she would eat the roll. Was that Simon on Twitter? Is that yes, Simon, Simon Holland? Simon Holland. So funny. God dang, he's funny. But it's so true. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to talk about more of a normal Thanksgiving conversation coming up a little bit later on the episode. Make sure you, I, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope we're helping you get away from your family if that's your goal right now. But I do want to start the, this episode by talking about something we brought up on the air. We had asked yesterday, we said, we want to know what cool thing you've done. Like, and we were talking to everybody listening in the radio at one time. What's something cool that you've done that you don't think anybody else listening to the radio can claim that they have done right now? I, I loved how this took off. Um, I have had a one-on-one, like, five-minute conversation with Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, that's cool. With nobody else around. Yeah. Was he a nice guy? He's very nice. He's actually one of my favorites. Was he like, mm-hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that was no, my Sling Blade impression. No. <laughs> we actually talked about his family's birthdays and birthdays and just random stuff like that. But Please tell me you asked him about wearing blood in a vial around his neck with the Angelina Jolie when they were married or together. I did not. Girl, miss that opportunity. <laughs> I know. All right. Sorry, Jenny. This is going to gross you out. Uh-oh. But when I was 12, I won the belching contest at church camp. Yeah! I am a little grossed out, but there's also part of me that wants to hear it. Like, yeah. can you give us your best... Okay, hold on. You knew, you knew we were going to ask oh, for this. I'm going to barf. Like, okay, I, I, I hope you have like a Dr. Pepper on standby. All right, go whenever you're ready. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you didn't win with that one. You need, you that need a Dr. Pepper. All right, here's what I want you to do. I see your name on the caller ID here, so I want you to go like chug a Dr. Pepper and call us back, okay? I'll get right on that. Yes. Get right on it, girl. You're awesome. I don't believe you, but if you do, that'd be awesome. Have a wonderful day. All right, thank you. Bye.
Okay, so with COVID, we had to work from home two days a week, and I recently had a baby, so I breastfed while on Zoom calls with the camera tilted up. You can't see me, but I am standing up. I am clapping. Uh, I breastfed my babies while uh, being a DJ on the radio. <laughs> so. That's all, Yeah, and nobody would know except every once in a while you'd see little fingers kind of shoot up. <laughs> Honestly, that is awesome. Proud of you. What is that noise in the background? <laughs> Right? I, I would pump when I was on the air and it was like, right? I've done that on phone calls and I'm thinking, oh my God, they're going to know what I'm doing. I know, I know. You're amazing. What a good mama. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. I rode Dolly Parton's tour bus to Nashville. Whoa! Mind blown. Whoa, what a story. Hold on now. How, how does okay. one... Get to do such a thing. So when I was uh, probably 12, my great aunt was a big time accountant in Nashville and she built a new office building and named it after our family. So she sent Dolly Parton's tour bus to Kansas to pick up all of the relatives and took us to Nashville so we could be there for the ribbon cutting. I have to say that is impressive. Was that such a cool experience? Oh my gosh, it was the most awesome thing. I mean, I was 12, but... There were all these country music singers at the dedication. Um, my aunt was Tanya Tucker's accountant for years. Wow. And so, um, so yeah, it was a pretty cool thing from a little girl from small town Kansas, let me tell you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's great. Unbelievable <laughs> story. Have a great day. You too. Uh, I've been kissed on the cheek by Garth Brooks. <gasps> girl. Oof. That's exciting. Like, I'm not even gay, but I'm jealous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even Mike would like to be kissed on the cheek by Garth Brooks. I wouldn't say no to it. I'd be like, hey. Let's, uh. Give us the story. How did this happen? So when I was younger, I was 12, and that was when he was huge in the 90s. So I'm telling my age. Um, but my grandpa bought me front row tickets to a concert when he came to Kansas City. And I brought a rose because I wanted to give him a rose. And because, of course, I was younger, he picked me up and put me on stage. Yep. And I handed him the rose and he kissed me. That is so cool. Do you have a picture of this moment? Yes. My mom My mom was there and she took the pictures and I got it. Final question. Have you washed your cheeks since? <laughs> I actually, for like a long time when I was younger, refused to wash it. I kept telling my mom I was not going to wash that cheek. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stories. I thought mine was cool because I had said that I have been to uh, 10 Major League Baseball parks. I've seen a ball game played in 10 different Major League ballparks, which I feel like is pretty cool. But those calls, I, I, I feel like a bum simpleton. Yeah. I mean, I said I went to Croatia, which I thought was pretty awesome. That is, yours is pretty, I think yours is more impressive than mine by like a thousand percent. I don't know. I just think I was amazed with what people came up with and um, how unique everybody is. I, I enjoyed that topic very much. It's, it's been a wild run with this show so far. You and I have been together a little over a year now, and stuff like that happens all the time. When we first brought up that topic, we didn't really expect a whole lot of interaction. We didn't expect to get a ton of calls and a ton of texts. I didn't know if we'd get anything, to be yeah. honest with you. We could have gone 90 minutes. We could have we could have shut the music off and turned away all the commercials and gone 90 minutes and people would have had stories to share. It was an incredible moment. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, we talk about so many random things. I think that's why I'm excited for the podcast, too, because we can sometimes take something that, you know, we only have so much time on the actual radio to discuss things. But this is where we can really... Dive deep. Go more in depth. Mm. Let's talk more about that. What else 
do you feel makes you totally unique from anybody listening to this podcast right now? I mean, I know something. I was the best typist in the class of 1993 at Westminster High School. I mean, hi. Oh, snap. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but I am quite the typist. Very fast. I, my typing is also very good. You know what? I'll say this. You know, the most, this, to this day, keyboarding is the most useful class I ever took in high school. I completely agree with you. Now, see, I'm older, so it was actually did, a typewriter. Did they put the, uh, oh, okay, even with the typewriter, did they put the cardboard thing over the top of the keyboard so you couldn't see the keyboard as you were typing? I, probably as we were learning. I, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed my keyboarding class, but I've learned that when I'm typing, if I look at the screen while I'm typing, I mess up and I have to hit backspace all the time. Whereas if I just look up at the ceiling at nothing, I can type really fast and it's 100% accurate. I mean, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. 100% accurate all the time. So because I'm good at typing, you're going to think I'm a big nerd right now, but I think you already we've established Too that. late. Yeah. Um, I love true crime. I love watching trials and I am fascinated by court reporting. Have you ever watched probably you never have only I have watched a YouTube video about what it actually is to be a court reporter and the little machine that they use and how there's like four buttons on it and somehow they're able to I mean they have to take down every single thing being said in the courtroom and you got to think people are talking fast people are you know muffling their words I mean naming names that you probably can't even spell I find the entire thing fascinating I have no idea what they get paid but it should be a lot and I watched a YouTube video about how they do it. And I think that if this doesn't pan out for me, this radio thing, I'm going to try to go to school to be a court reporter. I tell you what, all the foul language we drop when the microphones are off in this room, it probably won't be long before we just get fired anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go airline pilot. <laughs> okay. And, and you're going to go court reporter. Yeah. And our dream job of taking over for Pat Sajak and Vanna White when they're done with Wheel of Fortune. I mean, that's the ultimate... I enjoyed the hell out of that conversation. Actually, I've got a story to share with you about that. That was a, that was a, we started talking about that once we learned last week with the passing of Alex Trebek. And, uh, which was just, you know, obviously we were all devastated by that news. Alex is just, he feels like, Alex is like the, you want him to be your grandpa and read you a Ben Tibe story, even if you're 50 years old. Like, yeah, who there cares? There are certain people in our world, it's weird like that, that just, I didn't even watch Jeopardy all the time, Mm-mm. but you know he's there. You know what I mean? That's it, just a silly thing, but it's just comforting. And his, and his voice is comforting, and everything about him is comforting. But we got to talking about that, and I and I just casually brought up, and, I, and, I'm, and I've always thought this, I've always been true about this, is that when the time comes, whenever it may be, I don't think it's going to be for a while, but when Pat Sajak retires or or dies, like he, he might do it till he dies, because why wouldn't he? He looks fantastic. Uh, but whenever that slot becomes available, I am absolutely, and I'm 100% serious about this, I believe I'm qualified. I believe I'd be a great candidate to be the host of Wheel of Fortune. I love it. And then you're just like, well, I'm going to be Vanna. I'm and I'm Vanna. Because, like, you know, you but don't. We're going to spice it up. Yeah. It's going to be a little different. You don't, uh, well, of course, because, you know, it, it, it could change up a little. And Wheel of Fortune has done a great job of evolving over the years. From Vanna used to have to spin the letters, now she pushes the button, you know, the board is digital. The wheels got a lot more lights and sounds to it. Like, they've right. done a great job of. Subtly, because people hate change, right. especially with a show like that. But the way they've been able to change that show and just give it slight just upgrades, every, upgrade, right? To where everybody likes it, I feel like. You know what's funny? So I would love to go on the set of Wheel of Fortune and see, you know, what actually that board looks like or what the wheel looks like. Because I got to go backstage at The Price Is Right years ago, mm-hmm. and you know when you see The Price Is Right on TV, the games, the stage. Um, the lights, the colors, it all looks really cool. I mean, it really does. And it looks like it would just be a very big studio. It is the tiniest studio in the world. 
I saw the wheel, you know, the big wheel that they spin to get the dollar at the yeah, end. Yeah, sure. I swear to you, it looks like my daughter made it in art class. I mean, it is like construction paper and glitter. I, I'm so serious. It's There's nothing to this thing. How it's tall was it? I mean, maybe the size you would expect, okay. but I'm telling you, it looks like somebody whipped it up in art class. It, it just was so mind-blowing to me that, you know, it, it, what they can do and what lights and what, you know, TV can do to gloss something up. Camera angles are a huge deal. Huge. I know, I knew that... Um, I was watching a, okay, like, banger TV show growing up, man. Boy Meets World. I know. I've never seen that show. Corey and Topanga, man. It's, it's the Topanga. Couple, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Corey yeah. and Topanga are going to be together forever. But, you know, the show starts with them in middle school and follows them all the way through college. That's how successful it was. But every time they filmed a classroom scene, they would put the camera in the corner. You were always looking at them from a corner angle to where it made the class look like it had about... 20 25 desks there yeah. there, there were only 9 they just they would they would go to different they would they would sit in different desks right. and be the camera would be at different angles to make the classroom look four times the size it actually was oh, Inc- wow. incredible just the the trickery that Hollywood knows. And I'm here for it. Trick me. I don't care. No, because as long as it looks good on screen. Mm-hmm. I also got to tour the set of, I, I was obsessed with Days of Our Lives, the soap opera, for years. Loved, I'm so serious. What a dork. <laughs> I loved that show so much. And so it was a big deal when I got to tour the set. Sure, of, of course. That's another one. And I, and I have to imagine all soap operas are the same way. But, you know, when you see a scene and they're in a restaurant, I mean, it's maybe as big as a bathroom. Like, you're, you're yeah. just looking at the tiniest... It's two tables. Yeah. But they set the camera up to make it look like there are more. It's, it's amazing, really. Every set's like that. You know who does a great job of going behind the scenes and showing you things like that is Saturday Night Live. When yeah. they're coming out of commercial or they're in the middle of a commercial and they you see them all changing the set around, you just realize how small the set is. My sister got to go and see a taping of that. I think I've told you this before, but she said it was wild because... You know, you when you when it's almost better to watch it on TV because you can actually see what's going on. Yeah. But when you're sitting in the audience, there are so many different sets around you, and, and they're kind of far away, so you can't really get a good, you know, a oh, good view really? of everything. Yeah, she says it's really, it was cool. I'm just so glad she got to experience it. That was yeah. her favorite show for many years. Um, it's something that yeah, I think you do once. Yeah, totally. I want to go, we talked about this, I would love, like, when the world gets normal, to go to New York and go to a taping of Jimmy Fallon. Yep. Oh my gosh, how fun would that be? A hundred thousand percent. I've always wanted to do that because it's just it's something I've never done. I wonder if that isn't a big deal to people in New York like it is to us. Like, yeah, okay, I so I so I grew up in St. Louis. I've been up in the Arch, but I've done it two or three times now, and it's just the going up in the Arch isn't a big deal. I know what the view is up there, and I, but like for somebody visiting from say New York, right. or even somebody here in Kansas City where we're at, that's like a big deal. Oh, totally. I, I wonder if like people from New York are like. Oh, you're gonna go to Fallon? Oh, whoop de doo! Like well, they, uh, probably because it's just like that. I remember one of my favorite trips we ever took as a family was to New York City. I was, I don't know, I was a teenager, maybe 13, and we we were we had our very own tour guide. It was a guy my mom knew who, you know, born and raised, just knew New York like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in my mind it was the most magical trip because I felt like we got to see every single thing in the city. I know we didn't, but I felt like we got to see, we got to watch the Rockettes. We got to go to the World Trade Centers were there at the time. You know, Mm -hmm. we got to go to the top of the Trade Centers, the Empire State Building, all the things. And it was just the most magical, amazing trip. That city is incredible. It makes me a little sad. I don't think right now with everything going on in our world, I don't think it's the the last place place to go. Mm -mm. But man, I hope that city doesn't lose what it was because really what a unique, incredible place. It's so weird when you're there. Have you been to New York City? I've never been to New York City. Oh, Mike. Isn't that stupid? Well, it's just... 
I I want you to go, but I don't want you to go until it's what it was. Of course, it of was course. just so magical. It's the only word I can say. But be prepared when you buy. I remember I bought a turkey sandwich, like literally a turkey sandwich. It was twenty five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Price is a little high there in oh, New York City. High. Yeah, but super fun. I, yeah, I want to get mugged. I want to get beat up. No, I do. I want to see the real New York. I, I do want to go. It's like I want to see the 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 touristy the touristy places. But then I want to go. I want to go to like a dive bar. And by like, okay, so me as a sports fan, there are so many small town bars, small small, small like little dive bars in New York that literally there is a a bar for every professional sports team. Like you go to this bar, oh, that's a you know that's the Chiefs bar in New York, and there's probably a Royals bar in New York. And me growing up. Uh, in St. Louis, I was a big blues hockey fan, and when they won the Stanley Cup last year, there was a. Uh, I did find out. Sure enough, somewhere in New York, there is a. It is a blues bar. Like oh, when you, really? if you go there, that is the dedicated. That is New York's St. Louis Blues fan bar, and I'm like, I want to go to the Blues fan bar. That's, that's where I want to go. Cool. Like that's that's the kind of dork I am when I go on vacation. Yeah, I, that's what you're yeah I want to see the touristy stuff, but I want to go see the other. We went to Hollywood a couple years ago, uh, and I did not give a, a, a you know what about the Walk of Fame. Uh, I saw the Hollywood sign in the distance. I, I didn't care. Hollywood bored me to tears. You want to know something? I totally agree with you. It felt dirty and not the glitz and glam that I think I expected to see. Um, I could have lived without it. I, it didn't do anything for me either. I, I would rather go. For me now, I think, especially as I'm older, like give, take me to the nice restaurants. Just Give, give me the notorious restaurants. That's where mm-hmm. I want to go to. I just want to go to any restaurant right now, actually. <laughs> I just wanted to see you know, a celebrity on the street or just something, but yeah. I'm terrible at recognizing people. I really am. Like, well, and they're also very good at hiding themselves. Well, that's true too. But yeah, I'm t- unless they want to be seen and then they go, like you said, I think it's Mr. Chow or something. There's like this certain restaurants that I feel like are known to, for the celebrities. <laughs> because they charge a thousand dollars. Yeah. Cause they charge $25 for a turkey sandwich. That's what they do. But you know, that's what I think is cool about Nashville is that from what I understand, you know, obviously the the stars aren't going to go down and, and be at the very popular bars, you know, where they know everybody's going to want to see a star and get yeah, their autograph. They're not going to be walking down Lower Broadway going into Tootsie's for a cold one. No, they're not doing that. But I love that from what I understand that they just live life and they can live pretty normally. There's not a, you know, paparazzi following there or no. anything, which is pretty awesome. No, yeah, you see them. They'll all post Instagram. I know the Dickerson family goes to Costco all the time. With their kids. I I geeked out because you know we love we love them so much, Russell Dickerson. And um, so I saw that post and he was at Costco, and I was like, "Can you imagine if you and I rolled up to Costco and saw him and his wife shopping? Like we we are nerds. We were like, oh my god, <laughs> what I would, are you buying? I know, but I no no we would yes, I would we I would, would no I would Jenny, and this is weird. But I would <laughs> I would grab your shoulders and I would turn you and we would walk away. I say we can't approach them at Costco. You can't you can't approach them at Costco. Just let them shop. They're there with their son. Just let them shop at Costco. Wait till they get out to their car. We'll follow them home. No, you don't follow them to their car. (laughs) That is so weird. Uh, That's what I've I've always told myself. If I ever see somebody famous in public, I would leave them alone. I say that to say this. You know, I'm a hockey guy, right? right. When I was living in Columbia, I had this group group of four of us. Those four guys were all big hockey fans, and we traveled. We went to Nashville, we went to Dallas, and we went to Colorado, to Denver, all to watch the Blues play road games. We went to the other arena and we watched, because that's, that's, that's my favorite thing to do, is go see my favorite teams on the road. Sure. And just see new stadiums. I love doing that. So, we were in Dallas, and we went to, uh, I think it was like Top Golf in Dallas, and we were there, it was the day before the game, we got down there a day early, and uh, we are hitting golf balls, and I look over, and you won't recognize any of the names, but a uh, couple, couple of very big name blues players were like three bays down and i'm like 
holy, and then I said a bad word. Right. I'm like, I've got it. And I kind of thought about it, and I smashed a few more golf balls, and I kind of looked back over, <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I'm going to go say hi. And I did. I walked right up, and I just, and, and I'm sure they get it all. You know they get it all of the course, time. Of course, yeah. Well, it, 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 but but it was, I thought it was cool because we were on the road. You know, it, was, it wasn't in St. Louis. This was, this was in Dallas, Texas. And so... I just walk up to him. I recognized all three of them, and I'm just like, "Hey, guy!" I said them all by name. I was like, "Hey, guys, got a group of boys here. We we literally we flew down just for the game. It's all, it's our first time ever traveling oh, on the road yeah, to see yeah. the team, and then we see you three bays. Can we just grab a quick photo and get out of your way?" And they were like, "Absolutely, you can!" Like it was cool. Very cool. It, it was, and one of the guys, I'm, I'm so, sure they appreciated it actually. God Sorry. bless. Excuse me. His one of them. Okay, if you're any sort of hockey fan, you know the name Marty Brodeur is the all-time winningest goaltender in NHL history. And he had a very brief stint with the Blues at the time I happened to be there. He was on the team, so I did get a picture with the winningest goalie in NHL history. Good just for you. For the record. Not to brag, but... And that'd be like you getting a picture with Keith Morrison. That's how geeked out I was oh about it. Oh, my gosh. And if anybody doesn't know, Keith Morrison, the great Keith Morrison, uh, host of Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> if I saw... Honestly, I would geek out hard. You know, you'd think after being in this business for as many years as we have that... I don't know. You get a little numb to it. Like, it really wouldn't be that... Not, I don't want to say not that exciting, but, you know, you right. get used to, like, seeing stars or whatever. Oh, no. When I meet a star that I genuinely love with my whole soul, like, I am not afraid to geek out. I know. Tears. It's ugly. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting who the people I will geek out about and the people I won't geek out about. I would be more geeked out running into Russell Dickerson at Costco than I would if it were Garth and Trisha. We have talked about this, and I completely agree with you. And not that I wouldn't be excited to see any of them, but right. it, I, it's, I think because with Russell Dickerson, and if you're not following him and his wife, for that matter, on social media, like you're missing out. Because I think what I love about them is that they keep it real. I, I feel like they're attainable. I feel like they are definitely people that we could really be friends with. If Russell's going to listen to this and be like, never. Like, you guys are so weird. Not even a little bit. <laughs> you guys are so weird. No, but like they just, I don't know, they keep it real. They're just, I, I think what Instagram and social media, you know, for all the bad things about it, I think one good thing as far as celebrities go is that it shows that at the end of the day, we're all people. We all, like everybody poops. Isn't that what they say? Like, I mean, seriously, like we're at the end of the day, we're just all people you know trying who, to make it. You know who I think where I, where I disagree with a lot of Kansas Cityans is that, uh, you know who I'd actually I'd be really calm and I think I would just enjoy a conversation with Patrick Mahomes. I don't think I, I don't think I would geek out meeting Patrick Mahomes. I think I would just I'd shake his hand. Well, if we're not COVID, I would shake his hand. Mm-hmm. Say, "Hey, man, nice to meet you." I just I'm, you know, because what I can I feel like I can relate to him not from a money or athletic standpoint, but from like a he got to Kansas City one year after I did, and that's like what I think I would talk about him about. Right. It's just like you know what was like the first place you went to get barbecue in the city right. and. What have you done so far? I would just ask him weird Kansas City questions, but I don't think I'd be overwhelmed by the moment. The fact that he's worth a half billion dollars wouldn't even enter my mind. But you know what I think it is with him is that he, again, seems like just somebody you'd know. He really seems like the most ordinary guy who just happens to be extremely good at something and makes a ton of money. I I, I mean, I think he's... Attainable is the wrong word, but just like uh, approachable. He's approachable. approachable, yeah. Or relatable. Relatable, yeah. Is, is, is another one. Um, it, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting who you would geek out meeting 
and who you wouldn't. That's that's neither here nor there. Well, I told you the one time I cried the hardest when I met somebody. We, we've talked about this. Is, is Michael W. Smith? He's a Christian artist <laughs> who honestly, like, I mean, if you listen to Christian music at all, you absolutely know the name. Um, but we were backstage at the Grammys once, and oh. you know, oh. It, oh, backstage at the Grammys. Yes. But you know, there were stars like Usher and I don't even know big big pop star names. Right. right? Huge you know, names. I see Michael W. Smith from across the room, and I locked in on him. I don't even know what was happening with our interviews that we were doing. I don't even know who was sitting down with us at the time. I got up, and I feel like I leaped over chairs to get across the room to say hello to him. And I think he was genuinely appreciative because, I mean, th- his audience was not there. There were no- there yeah. was nobody in that room besides me that knew who he was. And he was so gracious and kind, and I literally professed my love for him and his music and how he's changed my life and blah, 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 yeah. and he was appreciative. So Men I- with the first name Michael, I feel like, have really changed your life. Or even better, men whose names start with M. Yes. The Michaels and the Matthews. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Very good. Very good. I got to tell you, I'm getting hungry. I'm starving. I'm, I'm so hungry right now. We, we, got, we got a few more things I want to knock out in the yeah. podcast, but I'm starving. I'm already thinking about Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. I got to tell you, though, this year. So my wife and I, literally, we moved into the house almost exactly a year ago from when we're recording this podcast. And today, this holiday was supposed to be our first huge gathering. We're having a smaller gathering, including my wife and I will have seven people in the house. Right, we've got, okay. and we've got enough room to, we're, we've got the, we've got this kind of the spaces planned out already. We went over with everybody very, and I feel dumb saying it, but I like, but, but we did, we took all the precautions and we, we've kind of planned where everyone will sit and things like that. And everybody was careful for the weeks leading up to the visit yeah. and stuff. I mean, you've done the best you can with it. You yeah. really have. Um, but today, this was supposed to be our first big holiday that we hosted normal Thanksgiving. We were going to have like 30 people. But it's seven now, and that's okay. But I'm just I'm, I'm I'm thinking about what life would be like if we had a like let's say let's take your house for example. Let's say your house right now, Jenny, uh, and as recording this, it is the day before Thanksgiving. You, what would your house be like right now if coronavirus never existed? Well, hopefully it would be like it was a couple years ago when my sister and her six kids, and then a couple, of, uh, I know, and a couple of their respective uh, girlfriends or boyfriends at the time right. or spouses or whatever, you know. All of us, plus my mom. My mom is remarried, so my stepdad would be there. Like, I I'll, I mean, ideally, that would be the crew. Uh, my parents are divorced, so my, my dad couldn't be there as part of that. Right. My parents would kill each other and whatever. But um, that was awesome. And, and we did, you know, we would do the Black Friday shopping. All us girls would go out for the day. The guys would all go to Top Golf and, you know, do that. Ugh, we, we just, we had so much fun. And my Facebook memories are killing me right now. They're showing all yep. these great gatherings. That, that would be my... I'm excited. We're gonna make the best of it. So I know, like, so you know, Thanksgiving Day, we're gonna sit down. We got a, uh, we're doing. We've got a smaller bird. We got a smaller turkey, and I bought a smaller uh, beef tenderloin too, which is what you cut into fillets. So we've got. We're gonna have turkey and beef. Like, nice. We're, we're <laughs> we are going hard. I love it. Uh, and Katie's already working on the sides and everything. It's just the house is already starting to smell like Thanksgiving. I'm very, uh, I'm very excited for it. But uh, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm actually excited for Friday. So, oh, funny story. Speaking of Friday, Friday is Christmas decorating day at the Keller house. Yay. Okay. And we do have, we have uh, all, all the men of the house, we've been put in charge of decorating the outside of the house. So, like, we're going to make an early morning run to one of the home improvement stores. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even looking forward to it. Because you we bought got, a new ladder, so got, I know you're ready we got, with we that. We got a ladder. We're going to get the, the hooks, and we're going to hang some lights on the house. We also, we have to decorate our back fence, because our back fence is, is up against a main road, and the HOA has, they're not at, they're not demanding, but they're asking as many people who, who want to 
to decorate your back fence so that when you drive down the main road of our neighborhood, like everyone's fence is lit up. That's and it's cool. A, yeah, so we're gonna so we gotta do that. Anyway, that's all happening Friday, and I gotta tell you again. I've never owned a home before up until literally a year ago. And then last year, we knew we were traveling for Christmas. We didn't decorate. Didn't we, we didn't have yet. any decorations anyway. We had just bought a house, so we were out of money. Right. Some things never change with that, by the way. But we are going to get some Christmas decorations, and we're going to decorate. And this is the first time in my life that I'm decorating my house for Christmas with, with some help from the boys, of course, which I'm, great, which I'm grateful for. But uh, it'll, it'll, I'm, I'm, really, I'm not looking forward to the labor, but I'm looking forward to the result. I, as I put things up, think, oh my gosh, we, whatever we put up, we got to take down. I always have that thought in the back of my mind. Um, this year, we decorated way early just because COVID and yeah. something to do, and it made me happy. Um, but I'll tell you is what's about to get exhausting. By the way, if children are listening to this, it's your notification right now to turn it down, turn us off. <laughs> That's right. We're going adults only. Adults on only right now on because we're going to talk after. Elf on the Shelf. So there's your warning. Adults only podcast with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Are you in the loop on this Elf on a Shelf thing? I am familiar with once you have children, I understand that Santa sends the elf and uh, and, and he's, like a, he's like a spy. It's like a government Russian spy. Yeah, so that's what the kids think, right? But what it actually is, is the parents trying to think of places and creative things for these, you know, elves to do. And I say elves because we had one elf, and that's the way to go, by the way, just the one. Yeah. No. My son wanted his own. My daughter wanted her own. And then she wanted them to have brothers and sisters and babies. So when I tell you we have, like, six elves, I'm not kidding. Why didn't you just tell them that Santa can only designate one elf per family. Mike, if I could go back and change many things in my life, I would, and that would be one of them. If I could turn, turn back time. time. Let, just learn from me is all I'm saying here. Um, so I'm already exhausted trying to think of the zip lines and the various things that we're going to. This elf on the shelf thing, total scam. So now you can buy, there's outfits you can buy. And of course the kids see all this at the store, which just makes me wonder, like, how do they not under, how do they even believe that this is, right. you know, going to North Pole when you see all of the things in Target or whatever. But it's, ex- it's totally exhausting. I mean, there are Pinterest, you know, pages dedicated to ways to, what to, what to do with your elf. I right. mean, it's exhausting. It's a career. It really is. It's a side job. I'm not looking for. I'm not looking forward to it. It's gotten to where I don't even enjoy it anymore. Is your elf? Well, why elves. don't you do what everyone else is doing this year and say that once your elf gets to the house, which is what Friday? Yep. When the elf gets to the house, I do believe it has to quarantine for two weeks and it can't move from its box. I'm not gonna lie. I like that idea. I've seen some really clever ways people have done it. You know, they've put them like under a, you know, I don't know, a, a glass, uh, whatever bubble or whatever. A dome, and, you know, it's yeah. A dome. It's got, you know, you can even make little masks for them. And yeah, say, you know, do that. It's a good idea. I think I could get away for that. That actually, okay, hold on. I could do that, and I'll say it's got to be a 14 day quarantine, so that could take up 14 days. Boom. Of the 25. I don't know. It's exhausting. So this is a well. No, this would be longer than twenty-five days if you start the day after Thanksgiving and then go all the way oh, till that's Christmas. Right. Yeah, that's more than twenty-five. Okay, Sorry. Well, I could eat up fourteen. Yeah, I eat mean, up fourteen of the days. I will say, yeah, and, and but you know what though. I'm not going to feel as sorry for you as you think I will, because Katie and I are also going on a uh, it's a it's a twenty it's actually a twenty four day endeavor and it starts December first and it goes to December twenty fourth. What is it? Well, we had to. Uh, I've never done it before. Um, but we are going, uh, we're committing to this, the uh, wine advent calendar that I bought from Costco. So every yes. night, every night, her and I will have to drink a half bottle of wine from different places around the world. You know, there might be some wines that I don't like. 
or there might be some wines with not the amount of alcohol content that I prefer. But you know what? It's something that we're going to commit to, okay. and I think together as a team, we will uh, we you will power through. Thank you. You can do it. Thank- I'm cheering so, you on. So, but just know, I say that to say this: you're, you're not the only one that is feeling the pressure of a long-term Christmas commitment this year. I also have the advent calendar commitment. Mine is not nearly as fun as yours. Um, do you like how I'm being all negative about this? I actually love all these traditions. I, know I you really do. do. I know I really you do. do. <laughs> um, but we started the advent calendar, oh, when they were very little, and when, like, you know, a rubber ball from a gumball machine would yeah. suffice. You know what I mean? It was like little things. Ah, the good old days. The good old days. Now it's turned into like dramatic gifts for all the 25 days. I It's crazy. But I, I do. I'm sitting here saying like it's all a pain in the butt. Maybe some of it is, but I'm not going to lie. I love the traditions. It's so much work. But then as soon as you see your 8-year-old boy or your 10-year-old girl geek out because they see the elf in this new place and they're like, oh! I and it's, I know your heart grows even more than the Grinch's does. It does. It's fun. Kids really are fun in that way because you get to sort of relive all the magic. And, and and even though my daughter, especially getting older, I mean, I think she is a little suspicious about I some things. I think you know? she maybe gets it. But the words I say, no matter what is said, I just say, it's the magic of Christmas. The magic of, the magic of Christmas. It's my I'm answer for everything. I'm excited for the holiday season. I hope uh, you listening, I, 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 whatever makes you happiest or whatever makes you feel the most safe, I hope you're able to do that this Christmas. Times like no others. I know this this vi- this stupid ass virus. Sorry, I know, sorry. It, it is a stupid ass virus. <laughs> I apologize for the language, but I do feel like we all feel that way. I hate this stupid thing. Yeah. And uh, whatever you decide to do or not do, I hope it brings you joy. I hope it brings you happiness. I hope it brings you peace because this is just a. Uh, it's an. It's it's. I, I hope it's as normal as possible. And we we are, all need happiness. We are genuinely thankful for you for listening to our show, to our podcast. I just know that we I, we don't just say it. We genuinely mean it. it. It just means the world to us. I want to wrap up with this. I don't know what you want for Christmas. I don't know what's on your list. But as we're getting ready, I can see outside the window, uh, our boss Todd just walked in. Woo-hoo. And and he is wearing the... Uh, apparently, he's not outside the window. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> he... Uh, and he walks in and he's wearing his brand new Crocs that were sent to him oh, yeah. by Luke Combs. Look at those. And so I just wanna now that now that Todd's here, I just wanna uh I just wanna say this out loud and maybe he'll hear it, maybe he won't. But on my Christmas list this year may or may not be Luke Combs Crocs. <laughs> uh-huh. Also, vinyl from the New Brothers Osborne album Skeletons in vinyl and the new Stapleton album on vinyl would all just be like, and I'm just saying this out loud randomly. I just want to talk to Eric Church. Like, he can call us. I mean, he can visit us. He can whatever. Like, I'm, I just don't, I don't, a girl doesn't ask for much. Yeah. Jenny just wants Eric Church to come down her chimney for Christmas. I mean, wearing the glasses, of course. Because I only like them with the glasses. <laughs> and yes, that is code for something. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us Yay! at QR. Yeah. Now you got to go be with your family again. Sorry about that. Have fun.